Williams, Mr. Williams, they looked yeah. at it and they said, well, uh, it's uh, the alternator, uh, they thought, and, and it was needed to be replaced. Right. And the interesting thing is I first went to your place about 20 years ago when I had had a, a light come on, and, and when I went in, the, the thing that was wrong with the predecessor to this car was I needed a new alternator. So yeah, right. <laughs> I, it, it, it appears there's something going on there. But in any event, but what what made me think about us specializing in, in servicing tonight is that I've, this car doesn't have a lot of miles on it. It has about 1,000, I mean 10,000. What am I trying to say? I'll get it right, 100,000 miles, which is not a lot given the fact that I've had it for 15 years. But this is the first major servicing, you know, replacement of parts and so on that has taken right. place. Uh, and yeah. I think that is due to... Um, my choosing to service it regularly and your folks choosing to uh, or you know replying to that by doing a good job of servicing it and so on and you 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 know keeping me up on what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done I know occasionally uh, uh, whoever was servicing it Daniel I know at least one time told me Mr. Carney you need to get some t you don't need new tires today but you'll need them next time and, and being aware of that but but that, that really right. stuck in my mind that I had had the car 15 years and it took this long, and it's a Toyota, and that's part of the answer to the, to the thing, of course. But so I thought right. we would talk about servicing automobiles tonight. And sure. One of the things you you have a you you help sponsor our programs and and and, and other programs on WPTF, and one of the things that uh, you've in your latest commercial is the thing about. The cycle of the automobile, uh, you know, when you buy it and when, how you would service it, and can we talk about that a little bit? Because I think that goes outside the balance sure. of the of the the book in that it tells you what you're supposed to do. You're you're basically it sounds like saying you need to adjust because of how many miles you drive and the kind of uh, oil you use and things like that. Exactly. You know, when you uh, buy a car uh, from the day it's new. Um, it's kind of easy to keep track of things. Uh, the owner's manual uh, will often tell you certain times that you need to service your vehicle. And a lot of times people don't drive that much mileage, uh, especially within the last year. A lot of people haven't driven a lot. But, you know, what you really need to do is customize uh, your servicing based on your driving. And uh, that just comes with having a relationship with a shop that uh, sees your driving habits and the mileage that uh, you drive. And then set up a program that uh, meets your budget as well as, you know, what you need to keep your car safe and reliable. And that could differ uh, from one person or one owner in a car to another. So it's just really important to have an open dialogue with your a mechanic about that and understand uh, what you need and what your car needs. Well, that's one of the things that I, uh, not to do necessarily do a commercial within this informational program, but one of the things that I, I drew me to your shop is the first time I went in when I had that first alternator that didn't work is uh, Steve, the, your counterman. And I think your counterman and your service advisor is a really important person because he's got to translate to the mechanics what needs to be done. And, sure. And uh, he, uh, I had a problem. One of my dashboard lights was coming on, and and when they got through looking it over, this is the first time I ever went there. They, he said, "Tom, you got four things wrong, and 
and we can work on getting three of them done, but you've got to have one of them done before you leave here. And, and it, it was the, the alternator. There were three other things that needed to be, be done. This right. is not the car I have now, but another car, and uh, it's a predecessor. But uh, but I, 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 he basically said what you need to decide is where you want to spend your money. Do you want to repair this one or start working on a new car? And I decided ultimately the two invested in, in a new car. In fact, the one that I have now, that, that's how long ago this was. And, and so right. but, uh, uh, And that was a good choice for you. It's worked out well, I think. Yeah, well, you need to you need to know, uh, I think it was, it was your colleague who used to be on our mechanic show, Thomas Owen, who said, Tommy, you got to know when to let them go. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sometimes you want to keep them. Kind of like Kenny Rogers, right? Right. The whole you know, <laughs> Right. Well, I, I had I had a Honda, and I was going there because Thomas specialized and always had satisfactory right. service. But uh, uh, you were on our our mechanic program on on uh, Saturday, and I said I decided I wanted to try, and I've been very satisfied with you folks for for fifteen well, years. Thank you. One of the things you look for is a good barber and a good mechanic, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've always been pleased with with what was done there. But you, I I know about. Within the last couple of years, you've changed me from the classic uh, uh, motor oil. I think it was Valvoline or something to uh, to the uh, synthetic oils. And right. I'm one of those persons, I think, who probably does not drive uh, a whole lot of miles. I mean, synthetic oils you 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 are supposed to have a longer run, aren't they? Like five thousand miles instead of thirty-five, three thousand, or something like right. that. Right, that's correct. And, you know, we look at a lot of times uh, how many miles you're driving. If you, uh, if your car, uh, the specifications allow you to use a uh, uh, less expensive motor oil and you're changing it more frequently, that may work for you well if you're not putting a lot of miles on it and you don't need to change it that often. Synthetics or semi-synthetics work very well um, for all kinds of different chemical reasons uh, because when a car sits a lot, it has condensation where the engine block cools and heats and sweats. And if you're not driving it enough to burn that moisture out of there, it can create uh, different types of acids in the crankcase. So well, we the need type to... of oil... I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, the type of oil you're using in there uh, is very important related to to your driving cycles, so that's where we come up with that, and, uh, you know, people just need to be aware of um, that, and, uh, you know, whether it's us or someone else servicing your car, uh, just ask lots of questions, and, uh, you know, take the time, I know we're all busy, but uh, you need to take the time to have that dialogue and see what fits well for for your car and uh, how you drive. It's kind of like going to the doctor. There's something sure. that, that, that we've talked about before, but I, I want it won't hurt to go through it again because I, I need to be reminded that I still haven't done something that I really need to do, and that is to deal with my other car and and a special problem I've got there. But it would be something, information. On any broadcast night, we don't know whether the people that are listening heard the previous program or not, and, and I think it is it's a valuable thing in that, I have not driven that car. Uh, that car has not been driven appreciably any for about six months now. A little bit here and right. there, and uh, but uh, uh, we 
could, if, if you don't mind, we can go through that after we take a break here and and, sure. and talk about other servicing requirements. Right. Of, you know, things that, well, I think when my car was in your shop, and this is for the future, I'm teasing now, uh, I think you, um, you 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 looked it over good, which is what I I really appreciate, and I really needed a radiator because the one I had was leaking, and that ends up with an uh, overheated right. engine if you don't watch out. Uh, and the other right. thing was you I think you uh, recycled the air conditioning and also the uh, transmission fluid, and uh, the transmission fluid is something that sometimes gets overlooked. And uh, uh, but anyway, right. we've got plenty to talk about. We're talking with Dean Bailey the proprietor of King's Auto, which is located at 1039 Northwest Street. He's one of our nighttime and has formerly been one of our daytime mechanics uh, when we had an automobile show on Saturday. And uh, I uh, can testify about his service because I've walked the walk. He's the person who works on both of our cars, and and I feel like he has knowledge and trustworthy information. And Dean, are you now the president of the of the uh, 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 independent? Well, I am. I am past president this okay. year, so my uh, term is up sometime in the next few weeks. So um, I've been involved with uh, being on the board of directors for that for a number of years, and uh, it's a really good organization and. Uh, a lot of good connections throughout the state and even in Virginia and South Carolina. When people are traveling, if there's a, a concern or they have problems with their cars, we can get them to a place to take care of them. Well, I asked you because you and I, when we were talking recently, in fact, I think earlier today mentioned uh, we were talking about uh, programs to uh, develop apprenticeships and so on, which we're going to talk about right. later tonight, too. And I know sure. one night when we were on, it was when either you or Bobby Dunn was on. Somebody called from Burlington, and they had to, uh, uh, or they had been in Burlington, and their car broke down, and they called one of you, and you told them a good person to call in Burlington to get their car worked on, a good independent right. garage and so on. But yeah. Dean Bailey is here to talk about automobiles and repairing them and servicing them and keeping them so they will go a lot of miles. We'll be back to continue that conversation right after this. Rider of King's Auto, the uh, oldest continuously still operating uh, garage in Raleigh since 1946, and it's the place that uh, I take my car, so I can recommend it without uh, without guessing, and also uh, uh, well dependable. At 1039 Northwest Street, uh, and they have a web page too, and we'll get Dean to give us some information about that a little bit later. We've got about five minutes, Dean, before we have another break. We went a little long on the first part. We usually try to—I usually try to do quarters, you know—divide uh, the program right. into four pieces. But sure. uh, let me ask you about my car again because I need to bring it to you. I—I uh, I had an accident back in 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 the winter and toward the end of February, and for about uh, three months I was doubly incarcerated, you know, I was uh, in, right. in a rehabilitation place, and then, of course, while I was in there, the, the world closed down, and, uh, and and the car was not driven. Mrs. Kearney drove it a little bit, but she's much more comfortable driving her car, and that's my sure. car. And so it wasn't driven, and now I have, uh, I think it hadn't been very long since it had been serviced when I, when I had my accident in February. Uh, I think it has a half tank of gas, 
But what I need to do is drive it down and have you look it over and do what needs to be done to make sure that maybe acid is not formed in the in the oil or in the transmission fluid or whatever is necessary to put it back in shape. Does that sound right? Yeah, we just need to take and uh, look it over and make sure that the uh, battery terminals don't have a lot of corrosion on them from sitting and, uh, you know, check all the fluid levels, the air in the tires, that sort of thing, and then see, you know, if there's uh, anything else going on that uh, when it's sitting. A lot of times when a vehicle sits, uh, the uh, lubrication in the engine and the transmission and the final drive, which is in the transmission, don't have uh, fluid circulating, and so things like that can start to corrode and whatnot. So, um, you know, that's something we need to talk to you about and getting you to uh, at least try and drive it once a week or get Miss Kearney to do that just to keep those things circulated in there. Right. Well, I'm, 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 I've gotten all the things. You know, when you're out of commission for about three or four months, uh, I oh, yeah. got my last doctor's appointment in last week. <laughs> Actually, this yeah. week. And uh, so uh, uh, it's one of the last things I need to get caught up on, but uh, I need to just get out there and drive it down there and just leave it with you and let you do what needs to be done to it. Uh, sure, and, yep. And, uh, uh, and you're not the only one in that position. A lot of people, you know, working from home now, they aren't putting a lot of mileage on their car, and uh, they haven't gone on a lot of vacations or trips simply because of uh, the unknown about getting out and about and uh, the new COVID world. So, um, you know, that's something that um, I, I, we recommend to a lot of people, especially hybrid cars. Uh, they don't need to sit more than a week because the, uh, the high-voltage batteries are self-discharging. Uh, just by nature, and they need to be driven enough to keep that battery charged up. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, people will learn from this time of uh, us driving and all. So uh, we're there to help if necessary. Well, I'm, I'm told that people are covering a lot of things that formerly they might not have paid much attention to because now they have the time to do it, you know. And maybe sure, yes. Maybe it's the first time a person has read the owner's manual or something like that, and, and I, I'm I believe that when you get the you know when I got both of my cars brand new, I I looked over the owner's manual. I didn't read every page, but I knew where what I needed to know was in there. You know the recommendations, and in fact, one right. of them uh, the the radio went wacko, and I knew I needed to go to the to the sound system section. You know to to get right. it fixed. We need to stop now for a moment and check the news, find out how the hurricane is doing and other things on WPTF. For Wednesday night, it's uh, October 28th. I can hardly believe that because so much of this year has just rushed by, but it's been, for most of us, the strangest year in our lives. And we're talking tonight with Dean Bailey of uh, King's Auto about, well, the truth is your automobile is the second most expensive investment that you make. Only your home probably costs more. And I've uh, had a guest who specializes in, in, in cars and talking about them who says he, he he actually preferred to live in his car because it costs so much. But this is not the case with us tonight. We're interested, <laughs> uh, along with uh, 
uh, King's Auto and having your automobile uh, live out its life. And then when I was young, and Dean, I'm a little bit older than you, if a car made it 100,000 miles, you immediately took it to the Smithsonian and had it put up, you know, so people could look at it. And well, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the car you got, you know, when you were a young fella, you know, tooling around Raleigh. But now, if it doesn't get 100,000 miles, you're a total failure. And one of the reasons it gets 100,000 miles, it's, it's better made. Uh, lots of aspects of it. I, I was talking to Bobby the last time he was on about the number of grease points. That I used to have a car that had 31 grease points on it. And I'll right. bet most cars now don't have any that, that you grease, or, or do they? Most don't. They are from pre-lubricated and... Uh... You know, they have a lot of uh, different kind of components that are, the goal was for most vehicle manufacturers is to produce what they called a 100,000-mile car that was maintenance-free. And in some aspects, there were areas that they failed in that, but others, they uh, exceeded it. So um, they're so much more reliable than they used to be, that's for sure. And, and, and that is, uh, I have heard, uh, I'm not an expert on automobiles, but I'm curious, and I, I, I love conversations like this when I get to talk to somebody who is an expert, uh, that uh, they are so reliable that, and this is a reason for talking about servicing them regularly, they are so reliable, and, and so many computers are involved in things that think for you, that you tend to forget that you need to do certain things. That's true. Uh the older cars back uh, 30, 40 years ago, if uh, they weren't maintained properly, they let you know that pretty quick. And uh, the result was uh, you may be calling in late to work or <laughs> you had to call the tow truck uh, every now and then. And now the cars can adjust and compensate for a lot of things in the system that aren't working quite right. So. We assume that everything's working properly because they have that ability. So uh, they still need to have that checked up to make sure everything is uh, performing correctly. You know, uh, I like to say that if you keep it uh, between the ditches, you're doing good. But uh, now when they adjust it, uh, the manufacturers have adjustments in the system. Um, you know, they have parameters they like to keep all these emissions things in between and when it gets out of kilter usually what the consumer sees is the check engine light and at that point it, it has gone a long ways out of uh, adjustment so um, that's the result of it <laughs> I, I tend to think of it a little bit like uh, I do uh, maintain my own personal health you know I, I'd have that yearly physical made and, and it, it at least is a, a stop when the guy the doctor does a you know a, a full lab report. You know, looks at the blood and sees if I'm sure. eating too much iron or too much cholesterol or whatever. And uh, right, and you need to you need to to I, I don't know if you folks do a program like that. I've heard of certain garages and chain outfits who did, but a like a forty nine point checkup that you do once a year. Sure. You need to bring it in. Do you do you, sure. you folks do we do like that? that? Yes, there. Every time a vehicle comes in for a service, uh, we like to do a uh, uh, what we call a uh, vehicle inspection on it. And depending on how long it's been since its last inspection, it might be a 
18 point or 36 or even beyond that, say, for instance, you're buying a car that's used, uh, we can do a very comprehensive inspection on it. And uh, it's very important, say, you have to get a baseline of where you start. And so uh, if we're seeing a car frequently, there aren't as many checks because in our computer system we keep an eye on things. But, uh, you know, you, you really need uh, uh, to develop a relationship with a shop that can keep their eyes on your car. And when they see a change in it, they can make you aware of it and then uh, make appropriate decisions from there on the type of choices for that situation you have. I'm glad to hear you say that because I've always thought that when, even though I go to the same, try to find a good garage like yours or whichever one, uh, I used to take my, my uh, uh, what am I trying to say, my cord to to Thomas's shop and there's no problem there. Uh, right. But wherever I go, I like for the same guy to look at it uh, each sure. time. Uh, yeah. If I go to a place that has three dental hygienists, I want to go to the same one each time because they... They may not they may not be able to describe the contents of my mouth, but once it's open, ah, oh, I remember you know you had a feeling there right. or something. Right. And, well, uh, true, and and if you go to the same place, they have a history of what what's been done to it and what hasn't. Oftentimes, people um, they jump around from one place to another, and each place they go, people are recommending things, not knowing that things have already been done. So. Sometimes people go away thinking that they're trying to sell them something they didn't need. And, right. and a lot of times it's just simply they weren't aware that those services have been done because obviously uh, there's a lot of things internally you can't see uh, on these vehicles that have been serviced. And visually you can't tell that it's been done a lot of times. And it's been just done on a schedule. Uh, and, and there are certain things that really do need to be done on a schedule. I know uh, over the years of listening to you and others talk to callers on the air, I think maybe people don't uh, pay attention to, like, their transmission fluid as much as they ought to. Uh, I don't right, know. right. And uh, uh, I can remember, and when I can remember, I bought a used car one time, and, and it had the transmission fluid had not obviously been changed in a long time, but it was so long that the guy... At the shop, it was a Chevrolet dealership. Said, you know, it, at this point in time, I would just not do anything to it; just leave it and and uh, let it go. You know, it, it wasn't leaking or anything. It just had been in there a long time. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, but, that was back in the day when they used uh, whale whale oil, which you know, like the mammal, the whale. They used to use oil and make transmission fluid out of it, and it had a tendency to create shellac in your transmission which would break off and cause problems if you put new fluid in it. That's not really the case anymore. With synthetic fluids, they don't have that problem. Yeah, and, and, I, and I've tried to follow this in a sort of popular reading, but uh, uh, the, the changes in, in, in the fluids that are used. And one thing that I've noticed recently, they advertise, I think it's one of the companies advertises that they're making the oil out of natural gas rather than raw petroleum. Right, and that's the difference in synthetic oil and conventional oil. Uh, synthetic oil is made out of that upper layer of uh, gas between the crude 
and what the natural gas comes out of the ground. It's kind of like the first process when you're drilling. And that first few layers uh, are very clean. So then they uh, go and put it in the laboratory and attach carbon chains to it to uh, make it more stable and uh, that type of thing. But uh, it's really good, clean oil, the synthetics, and uh, they tend to last a lot longer. And under harsh conditions, they still provide really good lubricity. So, um, you know, it's worth the money to spend to do that uh, when, you, when you're uh, buying a car. Uh, you know, the other thing is it's the requirement under a lot of brand-new cars to keep that in there under warranty to maintain that warranty. So okay. all these things you have to know. Uh, well, I know. To go back to where we, where we sort of started with the, with the cycle that you buy, you, you know, at one time I would have bought my automobile and every— well, I can remember the, the sign on the wall of the service station, and notice I used the word service station. There really aren't right. service stations anymore. Uh, Mrs. Kearney came home one day and said, Tom, you need to take the car to the service station and get a windshield wiper. And I said, Mrs. Kearney, they don't have service stations anymore. <laughs> they're, they're convenience stores with gas pumps. They're filling stations is what they are. And then their right. garage is like your place. That's the, right. the, the model has changed. And, uh, but uh, it, go ahead. Go ahead. It has. It's, uh, it's interesting, the changes over the years. And that's true, and that's one of the things that uh, led to uh, people letting their cars uh, get out of their service cycles and not having them done in a timely manner. And then suddenly all these different things uh, pile up on them at one time that they need to have fixed, and it's, sometimes it's overwhelming. So when you break it down and have them serviced over a period of time, it's more affordable. The one thing about the service station was the purchase of, of gas took you there routinely and was sure. a constant reminder with the with the beige, you know, where you changed the oil and where you worked on the automobile of doing something. And the gas, buying the gas, you know, out, outside of a right. convenience store doesn't do that. And you've got to be reminded to go to King's Auto or uh, Light Garage right. to, to get yeah. the major work done. And the thing they did then was they checked the oil for you and now it becomes the responsibility of the driver because when you go to the service stations that you just pump fuel, you really need to take the time to check that. And most people are in a uh, busy hurry that they don't do that. So and another thing in, that's in that area is the air in your tires. You know, you, I used to have yeah. a car that I had to check the oil and the transmission fluid and the tires. It, it was really old. You know, I had to do sure. it or I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Uh, and, sure. Uh, what people are going to see in the next, uh, you know, few weeks here with the temperatures dropping, their uh, their um, TTMS light, which is the upside down horseshoe, yep. looks like a, it's yellow and <laughs> it looks like a horseshoe, but it's actually your tire pressure indicator. And what's going to happen is the cooler temperatures overnight are going to make the air pressure drop. So when you go out and get in your car and start it up and start to move down the road, that little light's going to come on. And that's simply because the air pressure's got to the minimum of the requirement for that light to stay out. So you just need to check that air pressure right now and get it topped up, and then that won't surprise you uh, with the cold weather moving in. 
most of the time now what you need to do is to go to your your dealer, whether it's your tire dealer or your general garage, and have that reset, sure. don't you? I know I bought some tires. You or your folks advised me. Uh, well, I had dry rot. I mean, that's just how long the tires have been on. Right. They timed out, so to speak. So I went and bought some tires. But uh, they said, you know, if you ever have this problem, just drop in and we'll fix it. And, and I know you you fixed mine uh, several times before. We need to stop right. now and take a break. And when we come back, uh, we can continue this conversation. And also, I would I suggested when we, we had the preview of the program, you and I did, that we might talk a little bit about... Uh, the uh, the apprenticeship, apprenticeship programs and those kind of things, sure. if you don't mind. And, uh, Would so love to. I'm wondering, you know, uh, used to uh, yeah, the, the the mechanics came from people who started working on their own cars early. You know, maybe they were shade tree mechanics, as we used to call them, and and maybe got a little on the job training. But uh, there's a whole lot more people and a whole lot more cars now. And uh, uh, well, there's needs to be a structured program to introduce people to who have the talent and who who, who uh, want to uh, join the profession. Anyway, we'll talk about that and the independent garage owners when we come back. Dean Bailey is our guest tonight on WPTF. Uh, Tom Kearney here at Tom Kearney Show every night, Monday through Friday, with the live and in real time radio, and Dean Bailey, the proprietor of King's Auto, 1039 Northwest Street, and you might say, well, where is Northwest Street? Well, I get to it off of uh, Peace Street, to tell you the truth. It's very near that radio trestle that trucks keep getting stuck under. Uh, isn't that right, Dave? <laughs> yes, it is, the can opener. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're an old Raleigh, see, I'm, Dean, I'm, you really are a Raleigh person, and I'm not, but I'm, I'm counting myself. I've been here long enough now. <laughs> Uh, we've been in our house 48 years uh, on Monday, I think, or Sunday. So yeah. that's long enough, isn't it? Yeah. To, to be counted official Raleigh person. And, uh, you, you are. You're official Raleigh person. Okay, that's what I always wanted to be. We used to sit in Goldsboro, and I, I used to want to come up and drive around the piggy park. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, right. My, my mom used to. She lived in Smithfield area near Princeton, and uh, they called. Uh, they had the three R's in school, uh, and it was called uh, reading, writing, road to Raleigh. <laughs> That's right. Well, I once met a guy from Princeton. I think your mother knows where that is, and he used to oh, yeah. go for to to a, on his dates to a sandwich shop over there. That I, I never thought of it as a cool place to go, but anyway, it was a cool place to go. It turned out so. Uh, Right, and, but that was that was the way of the drive-in. We used to people a place called Skinny's in Goldsboro when I was young and foolish. Uh, back real quickly because we have about three or four minutes here, and here I am wasting sure. time. But the independent garage owners is a group of how many members do you have? Do you think uh, we have close to five members, right? Five hundred members. Five hundred members, and, and uh, that's statewide. And because of your organization, you you can you can keep an eye on your members. I don't know whether the word discipline is right or not, but well, you know, we do. We have a code of ethics that we uh, rely upon to govern our um, association, and uh, you know we have really good uh, membership and participation. Right. Uh, 
you know, one thing you had mentioned we talked about was that uh, the apprenticeship program. A little over a year ago, we reestablished a program that the state of North Carolina uh, has had for years, and it kind of went dormant. And uh, we reestablished it where, um, you know, if there's a young person in high school that has interest in the automotive uh, career uh, and trying to learn and go to school, but um, in even if they could afford it or not afford it, if you become apprentice within our program, uh, you would get two years associate degree at a technical school that has an automotive program, uh, totally paid for free, uh, and you would work at a shop while you're going to school. So we have an apprentice that spends half a day at uh, work and then half a day at Wake Tech. and. Uh, most recently, he's done most of that online because of the COVID situation, but he still has to go to school for the labs where they have the hands-on in the shop. But it's a really good program, and uh, it's open to, to anyone that's interested. And uh, the independent garage owners in North Carolina, you can go to our website, igonc.com, and there's information there about that program. So um, there is a, um, age category for the apprentice uh, that's in high school, and we're working on what we call a pre-apprentice program where that they can actually work while they're going to high school prior to going to technical school. And uh, there's also another program available for um for people who have graduated but not yet gotten into the program. So we can help in all those aspects. But there's a huge shortage in our industry, and we just need people that uh, have a passion for it and like working with their hands. And, uh, you know, it's a really good opportunity to help us fill a void for something that uh, there's a real need for. And uh, we know that all kids don't need to go to college uh, and get a four-year degree. Uh, we need a lot of kids and young people that um, really want to uh, work with their hands. And there's uh, a lot of computer systems on cars now that they really uh, can learn about and understand. And it's just really interesting. And with the hybrid cars and electric cars in the future, uh, it just gets more technical and very interesting. And, uh, well, let me uh, say that I'm, as a consumer and a person who needs his car worked on, I am reassured because I, and I, in fact, I think maybe some of the people that work with you may have be a product of that program. But uh, but uh, you go to the IGO website, you say, we're going to have to ride into the sunset here, Dean. But thank you for being on sure. with us tonight. And I, well, I've enjoyed this so much, and I feel like we've spread out a, we've broadcast a lot of information tonight. Sure. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Dean. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.